most entrepreneurs work hard. They often work more than eight hours a day. So the problem is not work ethic ever. The problem is working on the right things. And the key thing, and I kind of call this the time management success formula. The first mm -hmm. thing is to choose your destination. Choose where mm -hmm. it is you want to go. Have that clearly in your mind. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two is creating that step-by-step -step plan on how to reach that destination. So now you've got a clear vision where you're going, clear destination. You've got step-by-step -step plan on how to get there. And the third part is a dedicated time to implement mm. the plan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Tech Your Business Podcasts. Today on the show, we're talking about something interesting, but still important to all of us as entrepreneurs. When we apply tech to our businesses, we basically try to use tech to save time. Basically try to use tech to let us do more in the same time, to do more with the same resources and leverage our existing resources. And today I'm talking to someone called Captain Time. <laughs> so our guest today is Garland Coulson. Garland Coulson is a time management trainer and coach, and he's an author also. So he's an author of the book, Stop Wasting Time, End Procrastination in Five Weeks. So I believe at the end of this episode, which we, we'll talk about tax management tools, time management, and also ways that you can save time and not have to depend so much on tools and technology. So welcome to the show, Garland. Thank you so much for having me, Peter. <laughs> Thank you very much. I just had a little battle with my camera <laughs> a few minutes to the call starts in. So tell us a One bit about you. Technology isn't, isn't saving you time. <laughs> it does. As, as in it happens to the best of us at the end of the day. <laughs> so tell us a bit about um, what you do and about yourself. Yeah, so as I'm a time management coach, author, speaker. Uh, I, I coach a lot of entrepreneurs, but also uh, other people. And I help them uh, be more productive. I help them double and triple their productivity. A lot of this is with techniques, and a lot of it is also with technology. So, hmm. Interesting. So for those that are new to the concepts, what are the core principles of managing your time effectively? Well, there's a ton of them, but first off, you can only manage yourself. You really can't do anything to generate more time. So mm. it all comes down to choices in the end. Are you working on the most important thing? Are you fully focused and fully present on this task right now? Or are you multitasking, got three or four things on the go and jumping around and trying to do multiple things? So I would say those are kind of the core ones, prioritization and focus. Uh, and I call focus our secret superpower. It's something that most of us, uh, we get used to this really busy world of multitasking with our smartphones and everything else we've got going on. And uh, so then what happens is we're, we're not really fully engaged in that, that one task, and we're not applying all of our brain power to it. If you want to land a rocket on the moon, you probably got to focus. If you want to launch a new successful business, you might need a little more focus. 
Hmm. And what, what you said is really true because with technology these days, it's really, really difficult to focus because, for instance, we are talking here and um, I have my phone vibrating and I have a notification <laughs> popping up <laughs> and it's just something else because if you're not, if you don't force yourself, you find yourself leaving what you're doing and you just go somewhere else and you don't do, do your best either way. So how do you, in, in this new world, this um, our current world with um, distractions, technology and everything fighting for our attention, how do you suggest entrepreneurs can fight back? So a number of things. First off, I'm really a fan of time blocking. Mm. So time blocking is where you set a dedicated amount of time aside for a certain thing. I'm an entrepreneur. I haven't had a paycheck in 25 years. Wow. Okay, So no paycheck for me. So if I don't market every week, what I find is I come to the end of my client projects and suddenly, oh, wait, I finished that last client project, mm. but there's no project and hence no new money coming in for the next project. So I dedicate 25% of my week uh, for marketing. And I, wow. I'm really I hold that time sacred. I do not let other things, I'll just do this instead of my marketing. No, when it's my marketing block of time, that is all that I work on. And I do that. And the other thing is cutting out the notifications during that focus time. If you had something really important to do, I'd say maybe take one hour a day. I often call this the power hour, where you're going to do nothing but this one important project you're working on every day. And at that point, turn off your phone so no vibrations, <laughs> close your email tab, close all of your other tabs. Uh, and my clients often share their screens with me during coaching. So I see how many tabs they've got open. <laughs> my average client has over 15 tabs open. And no wonder you can't find anything. Or you've got all these things <laughs> notifying you, new news, new emails. Uh, Slack can be open. Skype can be open. Uh, Microsoft Outlook is particularly vicious in that you can close the program entirely and you'll still get notifications through the uh, Microsoft Notification Center. So we need to take control of all of our notifications and turn them off. You don't need to know when somebody liked you on Facebook, okay? You really don't need to know that. In the middle of applying for a million-dollar grant, you don't need to know that somebody just liked you on Facebook. I mean, finish the grant first, then at your break, go check go check Facebook. You know, when, when you talked about the tabs, I'm very, very guilty. I, pr I probably have like 50 tabs open. I never have less than 20. <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's just so funny because I open something, I'm like, okay, I'll get back to you later. I'll get back to you. I've had tabs open for years and I never get back. It's <laughs> it's something else. So what are the biggest time management uh, mistakes you see business owners make? The one is not focusing enough, like, you know, not creating those focus times. And the other thing is not focusing on the priorities. So when you're a business owner, you probably started the business because you were good at something. So let's say if you're a plumber, you're maybe really good at plumbing, but you're not necessarily good at marketing. So you either have to hire someone to do that marketing or you have to learn how to do marketing. And most of us don't want to spend time doing that. If we've got a client who needs a plumbing thing done, we'll go out and do the plumbing instead, instead of sending <laughs> one of our guys to do the plumbing. Or or instead of, if it could have waited till tomorrow, we'll, I'm going to do the plumbing instead of the marketing because I'm better at the plumbing. So, so and we do that time and time again. Same thing if you're a writer or you're a coach, whatever you do. Uh, we like that kind of work. That's why we created the business. But unless we really have to embrace that if you're an entrepreneur, 
you are a marketer. You are a salesperson. I'm, and I have so many entrepreneurs say, I'm not a salesperson. Uh, yeah, you are. I, either you're a salesperson <laughs> or you're hiring a salesperson or you're going down. Most businesses fail in five years. Yours is going down because there's no there's no marketer in your system. So. True. Hmm. That's interesting because you talked about uh, time blocking earlier. And I found the importance of that not too long ago. I used to, I have this really short attention span. I don't know where that came from, <laughs> but I have it. <laughs> so, Social media. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah. So I forget a lot. So I so for for over a decade now, I've always had. I first started with um, a Jota where I had my tax for the day. Then I moved to a to do list app on my phone. But I realized the app, the phone is distracting. So pick sometimes I pick the phone and I want to check my app and I end up going somewhere else <laughs> and um, doing something else. So when you talked about time blocking, it's something I actually discovered. Is it discovered or started implementing? just a few months ago so like right in front of me I have a I don't know if it can show I have a timetable <laughs> so the day is is um divided into one hour blocks and um, I say okay this like once I don't want this call up say okay tomorrow from here to here I'm going to do this from here to here I'm going to do this from here to here I'm going to do that. and I found that very 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 useful because I don't have to deal with my phone and its distractions. I'll look, okay, I'm going to do this and I'll focus on that and just, and it really works. So for other business, apart from this and for other business um, leaders, how can they structure their days to maximize the time they spend on, like you said, marketing and um, high impact um, work? Yeah, and there's multiple ways to do time blocking. You've done it hour by hour, which is quite common. And I sometimes do that. And you can also extend that. You might extend from one hour to two hours in marketing. Mm. Another option is to uh, take your five days a week, split it in the mornings and afternoons. So morning, mm. you're going to do marketing today. Afternoon, you're going to do um, writing for your blog. Uh, tomorrow, you know, might do marketing in the morning and tomorrow afternoon, you might do all your bookkeeping. You know? So you can set aside that kind of block or, or you can full, use a full laser focused day where you know, <laughs> Monday's marketing, Wednesday's marketing, Tuesday's uh, content creation, you know, and that kind of thing. There's another technique I use, and, and I think I'm the only one I've ever heard of using it, and I call it the, mm. the rotary technique or the carousel technique. And I use this when I'm overwhelmed or if I've just got back from holidays and you got to touch every project now, everything's a priority and you don't know what to do. So what I do is I'll set a timer and instead of the usual 30-minute Pomodoro timers that we mm -hmm. use, I'll set a timer for 15 minutes and then I will hit every project for 15 minutes and I will only look either at the number one task in that project or at any mm -hmm. tasks that are being held up for my team. So that mm. you know, my team have questions on it because then I answer all those team questions and then it unblocks all my team and they get working on the rest of these things. So I call that a rotary technique going through. And sometimes I don't do time blocking at all. Sometimes I just do rotary all the time, but usually I do 30 minute blocks if I'm doing it, you know, in a normal circumstance. So, but, but any, in, in any case, the technique is, you're going to uninterrupted work on something for 30 minutes and not let anything interrupt. And that's that's the key thing. I don't answer the phone during those periods. I don't have any notifications. Uh, all of my social media notifications are turned off on my phone. The only notifications I get on phone are text messages. And I usually ignore those if I'm working on an important project as well. So, mm, That's actually interesting. That's something you because... One thing, I think I have two favorite things I like talking about. One is marketing, second is productivity. 
<laughs> so yeah, I've actually picked a couple of interesting things from this um so far already from this um episode. So you talked about um using a timer. Um, so what are some top some apps or software or tools that you recommend for managing tax time and priorities? Yeah, so first off, there's no one tool to rule them all. Uh, there's no best tool for task management or calendars or anything, really. Mm. It, it's a case of finding what works well for you. It's finding the one that, that resonates with you. So first and foremost, one of the key tools everybody needs is a task management system. And this is just a way to have your tasks listed for the day in priority sequence. Uh, Microsoft To Do, Asana, there's just tons of these out there. Uh, there's no shortage of them. And there's no, again, one best one. Trello is another one. Uh, the difference is how you learn. Uh, I'm a list person, so I'm very good with mm. lists. But visual people often prefer Kanban systems, which are oh. where you're moving cards around like Trello. And, and they're, they're, they both will do the job. Like you can do the job either way, but it's just it's just really a difference between two brands of hammers if you're hammering a nail. Both will hammer the nail fine. It's just a preference of how they feel to you. So that's the first one. A task management system is key. Secondly is a calendar system. I, I tend to use Google Calendar just because everything connects to it, which is great. Uh, but any calendar will do as long as you can connect your your things to it. And the third key tool I use is a CRM, a customer relationship mm. management system. And this is where I keep track of everybody I talk to when I'm going to follow up with them next. Um, all my clients are in there. I can search and find whenever people are connecting. So that's kind of the three. Now, if I wasn't in marketing, I might not need a CRM, you know, but basically I need a place to keep my appointments, which is calendar, my tasks, which is a task management system, and my people, which is my CRM. Um, and that's the key basics of it. Uh, that's that's sort of what I get everybody to start with uh, when, when they're doing this. And then, of course, there's other tools. There's diagnostic tools such, such as mm. time trackers. There's habit tools uh, you can use. Uh, one tool I use that saves me probably three or more hours a week is a text expander. Mm. What's that? So a text expander is a way to automate all your replies, your sales letters, your mm. sending URLs. So if you and I were chatting and at the end of this, you said, Garland, can you send me a link to your coaching? What I would do is I would just open up an email to you and I would just type slash you short for URL, then coach. Mm -hmm. And it will automatically drop in my coaching link. Wow. Or if I wanted to invite you to say my favorite um, business networking group, I've got a full blown letter already written for that. And I would just type slash and then, you know, net, net group or whatever, whatever <laughs> shortcut I've used, and it drops it in. Uh, the better ones out there will even put in both the subject line and then hit tab and then put in the body and also even have an opening where it might say, good to meet you at. And then you can say, you know, um, at, at uh, Toastmasters last, last Wednesday, you can type in. So mm -hmm. you can put, add in the variables, add in the fields as well. You can add in the name. So these are brilliant. They just save, oh, just an amazing amount of time every week. And and I really shock my clients when it's kind of like, Garland, can you reach out to these 50 prospects for us? And I get it done in a day or two. And they're like, how did you reach out to 50 people? So it's really easy. Just all I'm doing is typing, you know, like seven or eight keystrokes every time. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's 
uh, an absolute brilliant tool. And the rise of AI has just had amazing impacts for productivity. Mm. Um, tools like ChatGPT uh, for writing sales letters, for uh, being able to brainstorm uh, blog post headlines, even writing the entire articles. Um, I use AI for creating my presentations. Mm. It's just it's insane. I showed one of my clients this last night. Uh, she was quite new to all this technology stuff. And yeah. I had to write an article for her in her field. And it wrote the article like while we're watching there in like 30 seconds. And she's and I said, what do you think of it? She's wow. <laughs> she's like, I, I could build on this. I mean, it's not perfect, of course, but it's just like the ultimate brainstorming tool because most of us don't have a don't have a whole bunch of people we can brainstorm with, right? So true, AI is, is like this amazing uh uh, brainstormer for our creativity. So, yeah. So, and that's one thing I tell people that end of the day, you can have AI as your second brain. It's just like having something. Because one thing it really helps me with is writer's block. When I say blank page, it's intimidating. But at least AI can just do a draft, and you can, okay, yeah, I can just work with that. <laughs> and do makes... a draft. Ask it to create a um, an outline. You know, if you want to write a, a manual or an outline. Uh, yeah. Even just brainstorming the headline, you know, like what, what, okay, I want this keyword phrase for my blog because I know it's a good one for SEO purposes, but what the heck should I call the article? And it brainstorms, you know, 10 article ideas for, topic ideas for me using that keyword phrase in seconds. And, and then I can just pick and choose or adapt a bit and go on from there. Uh, so I'm not worried about it taking my job or taking, <laughs> I mean, it may take a few people's jobs, but in True. truth, it allows me to do so much more in the same amount of time that I'm, I become a real hero for my clients. So. Really true. Because so, uh, most people say that AI won't take your jobs or people using AI will take your jobs because they will do much more with the same amount of yeah. time they had before. Yeah. So, um, so you mentioned a couple of tools. You mentioned the AI. You mentioned the text expander, the CRM, the um, calendar, and tax management tools. So, how can business owners implement these tools in their workflow? Because I remember you said using what works for you is best. But how can they implement these to allow them save time, but also prevent um, prevent them from getting this overloaded or overwhelmed yeah getting overwhelmed and it's very easy to overwhelm especially with technology tools because it's supposed <laughs> to save you time but i mean how many of us are using any more than 10 percent of, of what most tools can do right you know because there's just so much to learn one of the key things is to actually fully use it when i went looking for a task management system for me hmm. i what i did was i I took, I downloaded two tools every week. I would take two new task management tools and I would fully work my projects in them. I'd split half my projects to one tool, half to the other projects. And so when it came to my time block time for that project, I would work fully in that tool. And I would do this for mm. a couple of weeks till I broke every tool. And then I would go on to the next <laughs> tool. So I kept doing this until I found the tools that stuck with me, right? So that's the important thing. Many people sign up for a free trial of something. And then 15 days later, they haven't touched it yet because they got busy. So never sign up for a free trial unless you've got that time block for tomorrow or for mm. today that you're going to be spending six to eight hours over the next week working within that tool and fully work within it. So this is one of the interesting questions is, where do you live in, in your computer when you're doing tasks? So many hmm. people live in their email because a lot of stuff comes in by email, but email is not a task management system. It's, it's 
It's a communication system. So I live in my task management system. If I ever get an idea, oh, I need to do that, it drops into my task management system. If I'm out for a walk, walking my puppies, um, I, I pull out my phone if I have an idea and I drop it into my task management system if it's a task. That's where it goes. So it's got to have a place to live. And you can't have it two or three places. Like you can't have a handwritten calendar somewhere, a calendar mm. in your phone, jotted a few notes in your phone, <laughs> jotting a stuff in a notebook somewhere that's in a file cabinet. It's got to be one spot that you fully, fully engage in. And if you use that for like a few months, like give it, give it some time. And then at the end of a month, let's say, if you feel there's, there's um, things missing in your tool, then go looking for another tool to, to mm. say, okay, here's what I need it to do. This tool is lacking tagging and I want to do tagging, for example. So you go with that way. So that's the key thing is when you're learning a new one and do, uh, I love YouTube videos. Um, YouTube mm. videos are the best way to learn almost anything. I just search for how to do this or I'll search for, uh, you know, such and such task management review. And I'll look at the review, look at the screens and see if I think it's something I can work with. I did a website for a for, um, indigenous uh, organization and they gifted me two uh, fresh sockeye salmon. And I had no idea how to clean. I hadn't cleaned a fish in 20 years. <laughs> I looked on YouTube to find out how to clean these fish. I mean, YouTube Whoa. can pretty well anything, right? I had the tablet open on the picnic table while I'm you know, cleaning cleaning these fish. So, so yeah, it's, it's the, the best way to learn this stuff. And of course, you can work with a trainer or a coach. There's lots of online courses out there you can take on it. But taking that extra time to understand. And I love the power of forums like mm. Reddit or other discussion forums. So the moment I get a new software tool, uh, such as I use um, for note taking, I use a tool called Upnote. So I joined the Upnote group in Reddit. And then mm -hmm. whenever I've got a question, I post in Reddit, right? So I, and I learn from all the other questions people mm -hmm. post. So it's a, just a brilliant way. And people are so helpful on the internet. I'll ask a question. And by the next day, I've got four or five replies. Some people <laughs> even created short videos showing me how to do something. I mean, people are awesome. <laughs> the community is amazing. <laughs> Honestly, and at the end of the day, a lot of us don't really take advantage of this because for me, a lot of things I learn are just of the internet. Everything I want to learn is on the internet, and I love learning a lot. Learning. So, um, when I talked about uh, my, I, I talked about my attention span being very short and I'm wondering where I got it, and you mentioned them um, social media. So let's <laughs> let's talk about that. What, what has been the effect of social media and um, our smartphones on um, productivity? Well, first experience? off, it's always on. You never get away from it. You you get a notification every time something happens, and and it's it, there is a genuine addiction aspect to it because you get mm. that dopamine hit of somebody replied to you or somebody did this, and you. And so you're continually being drawn to the phone to check the phone. The phone can be a great productivity tool. I outlined an entire workshop while I was sitting in the doctor's office. You know, I, I did the entire outline on my phone. So, it, but the problem is when it's being used for other things. And I don't know if you've noticed the trend. Like in the old days, YouTube videos might be maybe five or ten minutes long. You know, but that was even too long for most people. Now they got YouTube <laughs> shorts. And they've got like, what is it, TikTok, uh, where the things can't be over, what is it, 30 seconds or 10, 10 yeah. seconds. And I'm going, why would I even bother clicking on something if there's only 10 seconds of content? I mean, it's not exactly. worth a click to me, but that seems to be um, where it's gone to, that really short attention span with that. My um, brother, I should immortalize him here, I guess. <laughs> My brother uh, <laughs> made the comment that he he couldn't sit through a two and a half hour movie anymore. 
you know, Whoa. he might be able to do a, you know, a, a one hour TV show, but movies were getting too long for the, the attention span, right? And and more and more, we're looking for the the short content, and and uh, and that's actually hurt many hurt many things. It's actually hurt many channels on YouTube because the short mm. content's being promoted ahead of the other, but they're not making as much money from it. The uh, YouTube influencers. So I know there's been a lot of discussions in that in the YouTube mm. uh, influencer community. So. So yeah, there's lots of that. The world's really busy. Things are happening quickly. Uh, there's so much more than than you know the previous generations when they grew up. I mean, you know, uh, I didn't have smartphones as a kid. I didn't have. I learned how to type on a manual typewriter and then an electric <laughs> typewriter in my last year of school. So I'm that old, yes. But um, you know, there's so much more you can do with the computers, and they're amazing. But there's also they can take take away from. Uh, you know, from important things as well. And uh, I often recommend to people they do a, no, a low tech day, you know, maybe take Sunday mm. and turn everything off and go out and go do a hike, go out in the woods somewhere, go out and do something fun and physical, you know. Uh, all my hobbies are physical because I don't want to be spending all night in front of a computer. So, you know, when you said um, low tech day, turn off everything, my heart actually beats very fast. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it's really funny because I've been fortunate to have lived when there were no phones. When I was younger, we didn't have any phones. Yeah. Um, later, we had the, um, those, we only had those dial, those dial phones that yeah. only ring when you're in the house. Yeah. <laughs> then I think like, uh, where, where we're now, 2023, I think that was like 20, 25 years ago, mobile phones like coming in, then they were only call, then the internet got into them. And it's funny because these days I'm out and I'm my my phone battery dies and I'm actually I have anxiety. <laughs> and it's funny because when you really think about it, most of these things you're expecting, these notifications, none of them is urgent, none of them is that important. And like you said, I think I'll really think of implementing that low tech day. Maybe just take a day of keep the phones away, yeah. keep the laptop away. Yeah. I'll think I'll see. But think of something you want to accomplish, something major, something you've always wanted mm. to do. Maybe you want to build an online course, or maybe you you are preparing for a workshop that you have to do in two weeks. You have no time to do it. And you're in the middle of doing this workshop preparation and your phone dings. Mm. Suddenly you've broken that focus. And it can take 20 to 30 minutes to get back to the same level of focus. And you may totally lose whatever great idea you had. You ever had a great idea, say, gotta remember that, gotta remember that, gotta remember that, and then it's gone right? Because hmm. uh, that's where you need to take the note right away. So yeah, with the attention span, all the notifications, it takes you away from that deeper focus, which is where real work gets done. True. Uh, buildings get built, you know, uh, airplanes get designed, you, you send people to the moon with focus, not with multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, multitasking is a myth. It really doesn't work. What we're trying to do is we're trying to scatter little bits of focus around when we multitask and it doesn't give the same level of, of um, focus and your concentration and your brain power that you would otherwise. So most of us are really operating only a small fraction of what our, hmm. of what our mind, our, what our brain can do because of the multitasking. So. Yeah, and what you said about multitasking is really true. Because when I was younger, I used to feel I could multitask. But when I actually reviewed what I was doing, you just, okay, you touch this, you touch this, and you're doing not much in both directions. <laughs> but like I said, when you focus, you can just do one thing, you finish it, do it perfectly, and you move to the next. So at the beginning, I talked about your book. So can you tell us a bit about your book? 
Yeah, my book is called Stop Wasting Time. It's focused on ending procrastination. And there's many reasons people procrastinate. So the book book goes through a number of uh, a number of techniques for it. But you know, mm. one example could be if you don't want to do something, you might want not want to do something because you're not sure how. So you procrastinate rather than diving in and learning how is one example. Uh, another one is uh, that you know, there's a, re- a strange reward to not doing something, putting off something hard till later. There's a there's a reward right now. The problem is the penalties build up later. <laughs> true, not true. Doing that. It's the last minute you rush and you do it. And, and I have people who tell me I do my best work under pressure. And it's actually not true because mm-hmm. what it means is the pressure mind finally forced you to park your button the chair and get it done. Uh, but you didn't do your best work. And often I find if I if I have a project that's going to take a long time to do, if I spend an hour on it today, or maybe an hour, you know, a couple of hours every every couple of days, your back burner, your mental back burner starts to work. I'll start to get ideas for that project while I'm out walking. And I, I get so much wider range of ideas and information that I put into the final project that I wouldn't hmm. have had if I was rushing to try to finish it in the last three hours before the deadline. So, yeah, it, it's a huge thing to to not procrastinate and to go in and uh, to go in and do this. So. Mm, interesting. So um, you've been in business for 25 years now. So what have you learned in this last um, 25 years that you'd like to share with us? Oh, um, setting a clear vision is really mm. important because most of the, most entrepreneurs work hard. They often work more than eight hours a day. They might work 10 or 12 hours a day. So the, problem is not work ethic ever it's usually they work harder than the average person in a in a job where they're not really worried about their career the problem is working on the right things and finding where are you going to go so the the key thing and i kind of call this the time management success formula uh that i came up with so i was trying to come up with if i was in if somebody at a party asked me well for one thing i could give them that would make a difference in their life mm-hmm. what would it be and my first thought was gee that's kind of unfair to distill like 25 years of learning into <laughs> like a th- two minute conversation like come on and expect me to do that but the other part of me would look at how desperate these people were and say okay challenge accepted i gotta come up with something so this is the time management success formula in, in its basic. The first okay. thing is to choose your destination. Choose where mm. it is you want to go. Have that clearly in your mind. So think about it. If you got in your car and start driving, you're going to put miles on, but you're not getting anywhere because you haven't chosen the destination. So it's sure. obvious in a if you're going to go on a trip, you choose your destination. And everything else flows from that. Because once you choose a destination, if you're going to vacation in Hawaii or in Europe, then all the other steps become rather obvious got to get my passport in place i got to get accommodation i got to get my airfare i mean all these other steps just flow from the destination so you want to start with doing the destination first that's number one number two is creating that step-by-step plan on how to reach that destination Hmm. on what reach that goal so if your goal is to launch a new business you have a very clear idea what your business is going to be then create that step-by-step plan on how you're going to get there. And I don't mean a business plan that you write once and show to the bank or the lenders and then ignore it for the rest of <laughs> This is the real plan that with check tasks you're going to check off as you do them because these are the key ones you're really going to have to do. So that's, that's and then you take that step-by-step plan and turn that into your, add it to your task management system. So it's mm. in there. So now you've got a clear vision where you're going, clear destination. You've got step-by-step plan on how to get there. 
And the third part is that dedicated time to implement mm. the plan, do each of the tasks. So in a nutshell, really, that's it. Choose the key, most important thing you have to do, create that step-by-step -step plan on how to get there, and then create that dedicated time to do it. And yet, amazingly, almost nobody does it. Hmm. Interesting. That way, so... you know, we, we dive in, we just grab whatever works in front of us instead of saying to ourselves, oh, is this, is this work towards my most important goal that I want to achieve? And I, I estimate probably 30 to 50% of most of the tasks uh, my clients are working on, they either shouldn't do it all or they should hmm. be done by somebody else. So true. up to half of their days are pretty much wasted. So. Hmm. True, true. All right. So um, still on um, 25 years of um, experience, if you were to talk to your younger self, you had to meet your younger self and advise your younger self. What would you tell him to do differently? Oh, many, many things. <laughs> when I was, when I was, I was painfully shy in high school. So I'd say, you know, be a little more outgoing because those girls really liked you. You found out later. <laughs> and if you just asked them out, they would have said yes. <laughs> so, sorry, but that's not, not to do with time management. A bit. One of the things um, key is to keep the costs down until they're built in as part of the scaling up. So mm. it's very easy. I'm in business now. I need a brand new fancy desk. I need this. I need that. I, you know, I can do all these things. And until the income's there, that doesn't work. So you need to kind of um, nail your expenses to a percentage of your income rather than mm. you know, saying, oh, it's okay to lose money for the first few years. I'll live off my savings because that runs out really quickly. And pricing is is key, you know, pricing things where you make a decent amount of money. We tend to underprice ourselves because we don't think, oh yeah, anybody could do this. And and you know, then it's usually usually we're significantly underpricing what we do. So it's important to set the right price and and to get that. So those ones would be would be key there uh, that I would say. And the marketing, focus more on the marketing. So most entrepreneurs don't realize that I, I, we talked about that, that they're salesmen and marketers first, that that's got to be done first. And then everything else uh, that generates the income that lets you do the other things, lets you expand, lets you scale, lets you hire employees, lets you do mm. all these things. So. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, so to our listeners who are mostly in business owners, what would you like to share with them? Maybe there's something I missed or something we've not talked about and you feel would be of, value a lot of value to them uh, the power of brainstorming so using the ai in order to generate those kinds of things if you haven't dug into it yet it's brilliant also the power of community i belong to uh, some business networking groups and in these groups i meet experts in a wide range of things and we all share ideas with each other we talk to each other and i can't stress how amazing that's been because if i'm not sure about something i can ask people and, and get an answer and on, online communities do the same thing i mentioned in reddit how often i'll reach out i had a client who gave me a budget of five hours to research and find a certain productivity tool for them and uh and they, i was supposed to get back to them in a week and i got back to them in one day and i only billed them for an hour and a half and and she said well garland why aren't you billing me for 5 hours and and how did you get it done so quick i said i cheated i went out to my community i said hey i've got a client looking for a productivity tool with these features what do you guys suggest and five or six suggestions came in and one of 
them fit perfectly, like right off the bat. So mm. I, I looked like a hero and I was able to do it quickly. But again, I'm tapping the brain power, the creativity, the knowledge, the experience of all these people. And that is incredibly uh, amazing, you know, when, when that's been done that way. So Interesting. So for, for our listeners um, who want to learn more from you, who want to probably get your book or connect with you or anything else or work with you, how can they reach you? Best way to reach me is at my website at captaintime.com. Hmm, all right. So um, captaintime.com, that will be linked in the show notes below once this um, goes live. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So thank you for coming on the Tech Your Business podcast today. Thank you for sharing with us, sharing your experience over the past 25 years with us. And um, one thing I would like our listeners to take home, choose your destination, create a step-by-step plan, and then create dedicated time to work on that step-by-step plan. Tell us the results when you're done. (laughs) So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Peter. Yeah, thank you. So for the listeners, thank you for being with us on this um, episode of the Take Your Business podcast. I hope you've picked a lot because I have picked a lot from this um, episode. So like um, he said, captaintime.com if you want to reach him. And um, till next week, when we come with another episode of the Tech Your Business podcast, don't forget to keep taking your business. Bye for now. <laughs>